Since you've been away, boy, I ain't got no plans. No, 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 no. Boom, 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 boom. And the sound of the rain against my window pane is slowly, is slowly driving me insane, boy. I'm going down. I'm going down. Because you ain't around, baby. My whole world's upside down. Sleep don't come easy. Listen, welcome <laughs> to another episode of Jigsaw Podcast. Yeah, we yeah. are right side up. We are not going down. We're going up because uh, no one can stop us. What did Joe say? We're all the way up. Not Joe. What was there? It was the other big man. DJ Khaled was either one. Yeah. Anyway, somebody said we all the way up. But listen, we are your favorite neighborhood <laughs> cousin Negroes on your favorite podcast, Jigsaw Podcast. The podcast where we talk about how we navigate this crazy puzzle piece called life. But in particular, we talk about the praises, the perils, um, the productivity and the proper circumstances of being yeah. black millennials just trying to figure it out. <laughs> Brian. Yeah. Come on, Stas. Bien tu también, but I don't remember mm-hmm. what the but I don't know. I don't remember what the <laughs> Yo soy something negro. Something <laughs> negro. Something <laughs> negro. <laughs> yeah. Man, mm. It's always a great day to be black, man. Always. 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 Hey, I feel extra extra black today. I don't know why I just feel yeah. like that way. I don't yeah. know why, but I do. My God. Your skin yeah. popping. Your skin Thank is you. popping. Your skin look cool. I all the girls you. be jocking when you walking through the school. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's what little mama said. That's what oh. little mama said. Lip, was lip gloss was popping? That was lip, her it, it was lip gloss. It was, okay. it, that, was her, that was her single. Not mm. intro single. It was her single. Oh. And we're going to leave it at that because I don't know that I don't know that little mama... <laughs> The I mother of the song. littles had any other song. I don't know <laughs> if that was the case. Right. <laughs> oh, man. You got plans for the fourth is coming up. Or are you leaving that to the fourth? Are you grilling? Um, What's going on? I think since Juneteenth is now a thing, I really don't do too much on the fourth anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, just be off I think work. This, yeah, just take off work. <laughs> if somebody's grilling, I'm going to go get a, like a plate. You know, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we're going, to, we're back in, we're back in the church scene. So this year we're okay. going to the, the are you going to be at the Ames? Going to the Ames. Going to the Ames. You're going to be at the Ames. Are you going to be, it's in um, Ohio somewhere, Indiana? Uh, Indiana, yeah. I'm about to say somewhere in the Midwest. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You excited? You got your suits and your, and your chinos and your jeans and your full fat outfits per day. You ready? Nah, well, I, well, see, I'm a little, I'm different now. So okay. the aim that I used to be back in the day, I'm Ooh. not that person anymore. So. I dr- I'm gonna dress down, my brother. Like that's me. I'm gonna dress down. Sneakers every day. My God, it is what the it way is. you used to dress, you don't dress no more. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm be. I got a couple of pieces. I got some things to you know. Cause I, I don't think I'm not against wearing suits. I'm not. I yeah. just want the I love option, suit, but to wear a suit if I want. It's to July. Yes, let's start there. And it's gonna be in the '90s. It's so. Hot. Yeah, so I'm gonna do either like a chino and a shortly button up. 
sneaker combination kind of thing. Um, because it's just it's just too hot to be doing, you know, trying to do all that. Um, so that's that's that. What about you? What are you doing for fourth? Um, so yeah, my parents will be here. Um, so I'm sure they're gonna want me to grill. So we're probably gonna be throwing something on the grill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just a little bit, not nothing too big or anything like that. But that's it, like to your point, Juneteenth is the celebration for us. So yeah. for Fourth of July is just more of a time of rest and being off work. Um, the additional part of that too is that I took some time for myself. So I'm actually all Friday all the way through the fourth. And okay. then I go to work on the fifth. And then I'm in Tennessee for a retreat, the sixth, seventh, and eighth. So oh, I'm technically okay. like if you listen to this on Thursday, it's my last working day. Like for real, for real, <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I I love that for me. I love I, that. I love that for you too. I deserve like breaks and vacations and all that different kind of stuff because I won't have another one until Conclave. So the countdown to Conclave is on. Mm-hmm. Ryan, how, how are you feeling? What's going on? Um, are you excited? Are you, you know, anxious? Like, what is it? What's that emotion? Uh, so I'm, I'm a little, so I'm disappointed um, because my work schedule, I had to do a work trip to, I think I said before, to Las Vegas. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday is out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tried to throw another work event Monday and Tuesday mm-hmm. and Wednesday, which means I would have been going from Philly to Tampa to like Vegas within the span of a few days. So I got rid of one of the work trips. So I'm only going to be able to turn up probably Wednesday and Thursday and take the first flight out Friday. Uh, if the, if that, so, um, at least I'm going to be at least get one day in maybe two of conclave in, uh, so it's, it's cool, but it's also disappointing that I, I won't be able to get the full week, weekend experience. Mm-hmm. I feel that. And saying? I'm sad that you're not going to get that either because I found yeah. out that my past is going to be a conclave. Really? And, um, mm-hmm, and there, uh, he's doing like the Saturday prayer breakfast or something and they're honoring him with, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud because I've <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to be. I'll tell you how they're honoring him. But I told him in a guy, I said, well, I said, well, that's good, Pastor. I won't be there because I didn't register. He said, man, text me and you'll be a part of my official entourage if you want to, oh. if you want to go. <laughs> and I was like, let me pack a suit. What day because is this? I, I, it's Saturday morning. So you're going to oh. miss it, Brian. Because I was mm. definitely going to slide you in there too. But I would have gladly gonna, slid in. Yeah. Like, bro, like we, no tickets. Just walking up in there with him. <laughs> And I would have walked in there like I was supposed to be there. I would have walked in there so, and I'm, and I'm I am with no registration. <laughs> brother, why didn't you register? Because there is a barrier to entry, and that barrier is six hundred dollars. I'm not paying that to hear y'all argue about money for five days, bro. I I wasn't gonna pay, even if even if I was gonna go the whole time. I was not paying that six hundred dollars. I was paying a little funky little twenty, a little funky twenty dollars to get in the little vendors. I'm right? doing that. Like, me, me and my LBs, are, there's a couple of, um, this year they're offering a couple of a la carte activities without giving too much of our fraternity business away. Um, so we're thinking about, do we want to do a couple of those just so we can be in the official mix in some capacity? But most of mm-hmm. this is social delegation and hanging out with brothers we ain't seen in a minute and, you know, enjoying enjoying Tampa. And keep it a buck. Mm. You know, yeah. that's what Philly was. And we had an amazing conclave experience. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm so sad you're missing it, brother. I'm so sad you're missing it. Me too. It. The weekend. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the big piece. That's Maybe we should thing. get in Tuesday and do an extra day on the front. I don't know. Maybe. I don't want to spend your money. 
But where are you going anyway? Where where are they spending you? Is it somewhere worthwhile? Las Vegas. Oh. Yeah, it's a it's a convention. It's a convention. Yeah, yeah it's a Las Vegas. It's a convention, in Las Vegas. Um, and if my teammate, my uh, my teammate already had the time off, so I have to go to the thing. And it's we're trying to build some relationships. We're building something from scratch. So being mm-hmm. present is is really really important. Um, if I can get out of it, like I haven't bought my plane ticket for it yet. So if I can get out of it, I, I will try. <laughs> I, I talked to my manager tomorrow. Uh, I talked to my manager tomorrow. Um, cause some things we have some shakeups at work, and if he's like go, mm. I'm gonna go. If if not, <clears throat> I'm not gonna go. Got you. But you definitely let yeah. me know, cause I would love to spend the whole weekend with my brother for his first conclave experience. Um, mm-hmm. do you have a black ass moment? I do. Um, okay, and it's not again black ass moment for those that aren't familiar. It's questions and conversations concerning. Black culture and community, maybe critical or comedic. And this one is is really not really comedic, not really critical. Yeah. Um, so we heard recently that Tyler Perry yep. just purchased BET. Allegedly. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. He ain't has he come out and said anything yet? Not a him nor BET. <laughs> have to okay. say a mumbling word. <clears throat> well, uh, other outlets have said that he has purchased BET. So as a black person, and this is only to the blacks, <laughs> what would you want? Tyler Perry to do, or what changes would you make to BET to make it more suited to our culture and our community? Mm. That's it. That's a simple, simple question. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get some messy ones in the future, but that was a that was in my heart today. I think. Uh, yeah. What would you What would you do if you were Tyler Perry for BET? But you know that's so interesting. I'm 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 gonna let the people have it because I think we've discussed what we Mm -hmm. would love to see in terms of some black house shows and food and HBCU games and all that kind of stuff. So I would love to know what the people think. Um, so definitely definitely chime in. We'll put this on social media and you can respond to the prompt and we will read some of the favorite ones out loud. If y'all respond in a way that we want y'all to respond in, Brian. Yes, song of the week. Song of the Make week. Make it a good one. It's the last recording of Nigga Music Appreciation Month. It is. So we're so, going to break some. It's not new music, but it may be new to some, maybe new mm-hmm. to our audience. And that goes so churchy. You know how you get, you know, like, I introduce <laughs> the song and present to others. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Right. Uh, <laughs> and that's all I was almost going to say, but I didn't say it. Um, so we we have a special guest in the living room. Uh, I'm not going to say their. Well, I'm, should I say their name now? Or I mean, if you're looking uh, at the if you're looking at the they title, know it is. You okay, can, you know. Yeah. So um, special guest is an actual singer songwriter. All the things we'll get into more into that in the living room when he comes on comes to the living room. Um, but I wanted to you know, give him show him some love. Uh, he's a singer songwriter. Uh, has good music. You can go mm-hmm. listen to it right now. All the sh- platforms. I'm I'm listening to it on Apple Music. Uh, but here it goes. His name is Steve Epting, and the song is called Willing. Wait a minute, got a feeling. I'm giving you what I got. I'm trying to get it. Is you in it? I'm moving, I ain't gonna stop. Ain't got no time to lose your mind. I don't wanna be turned out, just know that I 
some of this thrilling yes then he said i promise if you're something some of this different i will take you from the floor to the ceiling man of god that's a lyric that is a lyric that's a lyric take that to the ceiling. listen sounds like a beat cheek song to me i'm here for it <laughs> me too but i'm pump so we need a summer i know we need a summer anthem we need a summer anthem you need us and Chris Brown put out some song called Summer Something. And Tupac I was like Summer. Yeah, in, I don't in, know. I don't in, know. In, 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 in I like Chris. And it's not a bad song. It just it ain't it ain't the summer anthem. Yeah, All right. No. Well, that was Steve Epting. And what was the name of the song, Brian? Willing? Uh Willing. Willing yes. by Steve Epting. Yes, 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 yes. So get into it. Go check that out. All right. Yep. That being said, understood and accepted, Brian. You're ready to head on over to the lesser report and get to some black excellence. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here at the Blessing Report where we shout out black folk doing great black things. This buying and patronizing black businesses is not anything new. We don't just do it in February or in June. We do it all year round, right? Uh, so this week on the Blessing Report, we're shouting out Boyish Brand. That's B-O-Y-E-S-H Brand. They are faith-based brand that is a subdivision of band or excuse me a blood of yeshua uh, uh <laughs> they create custom what attire with what a description they create subdivision custom, of the brand blood of blood of yeshua the my blood god of what my time god. I? I feel like oh i ain't saved enough to wear this go ahead <laughs> uh they create custom uh, they create luxury custom Attire with a focus on unique designs that can be worn by both men and women, right? What makes them different? They specialize or they use special uh, performance stress fabric. So those that have been, you know, eating a little bit too much, they you can slide in these things. Uh, beautiful radiant colors that are comfortable for your body and your shape. Hugs all the curves when needed for the women and biceps for the men. Um, you don't want to make sure you don't want to sacrifice the comfort for style the way it actually works is you can actually go online you can order it they you can do an online fitting mm. um and they can make sure they get all your measurements and everything correctly okay and then within a few days or so they create it and they get it sent out to you uh you can check them out right now boyish brand uh, on ig that's b-o-y-e-s-h brand b-r-a-n-d um or online at boyishbrand.com uh, go out there and support the black folks doing great black things um looking at the rest up report don't currently see anybody on the did somebody die that you can think of god stayed the hand of death you know the clauses are said it like this i like living this kind of life mm. and you can't live a blessed life if you're in the ground Mm-mm. so woo! <laughs> don't get me stirred don't get me Orba. talking about the writings on these walls <laughs> I know that that is related to the DC and the three, but 
<laughs> to me, it resonates with so many things. Let's bunny hop on over to the Let's Billboard. Do it. So this week in the Billboard, um, the BET Awards happened. Brian, I'm going. I'm gonna tell his business. I asked him offline did he watch. Man, God did not watch the Blackest Night in television. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> and let me tell you something. BET Awards 2023 was black. <laughs> it was. It was Cornerstone <laughs> Black, Brian. It was Bodega Black, Brian. It was. Listen, it was Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles Black. It was Harold's Chicken Black. It was it was black. <laughs> it's Bill Street Black. Bourbon Street Black. It. it was it was black, Brian. It's Southside Chicago Black. You feel me? It's black. It's Uncle Luke Scarred Black. What 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 Maddie say? I'm black. Light skin, brown skin, fluorescent beige. It was it's all that. It's black. Mm-hmm. It was black. So much so that they didn't have a host this year. They were just riding on vibes. Um, you know, uh, Bobby Jones got the performance of his life uh, <laughs> by a certain rap artist. Quavo and Takeoff took the stage, which was beautiful. That was amazing to see, though. Um, them two yeah. coming together, seemingly settling their beef to honor uh, fallen rapper um, Takeoff. Um, so Quavo and, 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 and Offset got together to do that, and we were super excited to do that. I'm really hoping that we get like a version of Amigos mm-hmm. album from them too. Yeah, I feel like they can do it. Takeoff, we've said it, we've said it several times. Takeoff is the was the better rapper among yes. all three of them. However, yes. the Migos have a formula. And I don't know that their formula is completely dead just because we no longer have takeoff. So I think that they can give us something for the culture, yes. especially since Takeoff and Quavo gave us a pretty solid, it was a pretty decent body of work. Like it wasn't a bad album. Um, the Infinity Links, whatever that was. Hotel Lobby. Um, Welcome to Atlanta. Or what was this? I think Bars and Capsules was the official name of that song. Like it was a couple, couple of bops on there for sure. So I think, yeah. I think Set and Quavo can do it as well. So super excited to see those guys back together, and they just better together. Oh yeah. Lastly, one of our legends. It is, she goes down to history as one of the greatest moments in Christmas time when she's saying, "Where are my background singers?" I don't know the words. Like Miss Patty LaBelle, right? We know she does that. And she had a version of that this past week on the BET Awards. She was supposed to be honoring yeah. Tina Fault, you know, late great Tina Turner. Yeah. I knew something was off because Patty was a little bit ahead or behind the beat a little bit. She wasn't quite on it. She was trying to catch that beat. Something was going on with the playback where she was singing ahead of the playbacks. It was a few things. I was like, something ain't right. And mm. she eventually said, Oh Lord. <laughs> I said, Oh, it's gonna go down. Then she's then she said, Where's my background singles? Then she said, I can't read the words, y'all. I don't know the words. I'm doing my best. <laughs> and I was like, Yep, there it is. There it is. There it is. Patty didn't do bad. It's just it seemed as if, right, um, she wasn't as prepared as maybe she would have yeah. liked to have been. Um, and then she did not have the support <laughs> um to help her be there. Um, because of the prompt teleprompters and things like that. She's still Patty yeah. LaBelle. Her career is cemented. You know, this moment ain't going to kill all the amazing things that she's ever done, all the great songs that she's sang, the vocal stylings that she's given yeah. us. But it was just funny. It was funny. Yeah. It is funny seeing Auntie, uh, Auntie Patty being a full auntie, like <laughs> a full auntie. Like she is embracing yeah. it all. I would ask you how what you felt about the BET Awards, but you would have had to have watched it. Oh, I yeah, I didn't watch it. Um, I I was checking social media though, and I was just you know everybody basically. One of the funny memes I saw out there was they say that Tyler Perry gave him the keys and said just lock up. We all we all ready to leave. Like the fact that like it was just like kind of like open run, do what y'all want to do, and then I come back. We all ready. Um, but to, I think you told me offline like you asked a question like where was Fantasia? 
because she would have Tina Turner up proud Murray proud 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 Murray proud, proud Mary. You uh, hanging around me too long. <laughs> <laughs> proud Murray. Jennifer Hudson's loud self could have been singing something. <laughs> we can hear Jennifer Hudson from her house right now. <laughs> that volume is always on 10. You hear me? Jennifer Hudson sings right. down. She's just loud. Right. She's just loud. Now, right. But I feel like I feel like if the Grammys do it right, um, Beyonce can do a potential tribute to Tina. Yeah. If if they if they do it right and play the cards right, yeah. I think. Um, she is the most fitting to do it on the big stage. No disrespect mm-hmm. to Fantasia. I just don't feel like Grammys will give Fantasia a play. I feel like in terms of influence, Beyonce is the most fitting, but I still feel like Fantasia would be the better, the better yes. in terms of vocal um, Yeah, matching. without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. I think Beyonce, I think it is, we can't take away from the fact that she's clearly inspired by Tina, but I think a lot of that yeah. is work ethic, entertainment, um, performance, and yeah. not so much as vocal style, which is fine. Right, I yeah. think Beyonce can sing a Tina Turner song, but I don't think she's the best vocalist to pull off no, that no, style no. of I music. Think, um, yeah. So Fanny, if we're going black artists, it's like yeah. at the top of my list. Without a doubt. Top of my list. Um, heading on over and keeping it in terms of like music, we're in 2023. And okay. Brian, you know, we talked about, I think, was it earlier this year? 1993. And mm-hmm. the and the beautiful year that was R and B music week. Can we talk Tony Braxton's debut album? Um, some great hits by um, um, some a, a lot of other right. I think I just said Tony. I'll finish say Tony Braxton again, but the other person skipped me. Ninety three, regardless, was yeah, an was amazing year. year. Yeah. But two thousand three, uh-huh. twenty years ago, was interesting, and this came up because Brian and I were just kind of talking about Beyonce. It's it's not it's not rare for us to talk about Beyonce. Um, we were talking <laughs> about Beyonce, and I brought up the fact that I remembered an article okay. or conversations in 2003 when Crazy in Love came out that at the time, Brian, mm-hmm. reporters and people thought that Ashanti was going to be the bigger Ooh. artist. So much <laughs> so. Wow. So much so huh. that... So much so that a New York Times article was titled this, The Solo Beyonce, She's No Ashanti. <laughs> Damn this right. was published <laughs> was published um, on July, I think it says 6, 2003. Um, and there's a line in the article that says, Brian, uh-huh. if you want to look at her mirrored competition, look no mm-hmm. further than Ashanti. Oh. The way that that didn't age well, and this oh. is no hate against Ashanti, but to suggest <laughs> that Miss Ooh Baby, our baby, was mm. going to be better than Break My Soul, was going to be better than We Like to Party, mm-hmm. I, d- I don't know. I don't know, Brian, yeah. thoughts? Thoughts? Uh, uh, I, I, I'm just trying to think. <laughs> so during that time, I'm not going to hold you. Ashanti had a nice run. She was that Murder Inc. Murder Inc. Ja yeah. Rule. They were they were on the charts, mm-hmm. and she was the voice of most of those songs. She was yep. a pen found a lot of those songs. Yep. Jennifer Lopez still in her voice. Gonna, all kind of stuff. Gonna, yep. Right. You could count all those J Lo hits um, to Ashanti, um, but I think you got. I think 
you, I think in some situations, you got to kind of just look at the person, even in the group. Like Beyonce was a solo act, and in Destiny Child Child. was like at the top, top. It's they were Destiny Child was not total. Okay, right, right. (laughs) Destiny Child was the number one girl group. Like so, when TLC like fell off as like the number one girl group. Destiny's Child picked the baton up and just and ran, just went sprinted. Yeah, yeah. So it, and and even within that, you could tell when there are certain groups and certain people in the groups, like you know when they leave the group, they're gonna be successful. Justin Timberlake, mm-hmm. he was already one of the lead singers. Yeah. J.C. Chazé, shout out to Chris Moore. We talk about this all the time. He was the better singer. He just wasn't attractive. Mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake had he could sing and he it was had good looks, so he skyrocketed. Yeah. Um. We knew Beyonce was gonna skyrocket. Michael Jackson. Think about when he was younger. We. Yep. He just had the it factor. Nigga, Cisco. Mm-hmm. His, inc- yeah. his album. Like yeah. you know, what I'm saying he probably could have. He had a longer career. I don't know why it it didn't go with what it was, but he when his solo album hit, that thing hit. So I think some people you can kind of realize are gonna be great. So for them to suggest solo Beyonce is gonna be any different than group Beyonce, which was amazing. <laughs> I didn't read the whole article, but I need to go back. But I wonder what was it about Beyonce at the time that made them be like, I don't think she's gonna pop off solo, and that Ashanti was gonna like all people. be superior. Like I know um Aaliyah had recently passed, maybe what about a year or something. Yeah, she's she passed in uh, 01. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I, I would have much I would have that to me would have been a better analysis if yeah. Aaliyah had still been alive and was still putting out music. Mm-hmm. Even though I still think Beyonce will still be Beyonce if Aaliyah was here. Yeah. I do think at the time, though, mm-hmm. right, considering, because Aaliyah was like that girl, right? Yeah. That girl, that girl. Commercial. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. The thing about Ashanti, Ashanti didn't cross over in the ways that Aaliyah did. No. And again, this is not discrediting Ashanti at all. But Aaliyah had, made, had had some real major crossover success. So I can see, even though I don't believe that Aaliyah would have been more successful commercially in music than Beyonce. However, if that article had come out in 2003, you know, thing and and circumstances have been different. I would have been like, you know what? I can see that because Aaliyah was also moving into that movie bag. Mm-hmm. She wasn't the better singer, but she had. I mean, she had hit after and Timberland yep. and Missy was still at. They were still putting out crazy yep. stuff. So just imagine yep. what they would have still been doing for Aaliyah. Um, so anyway, but Ashanti again, Murder Inc was at the top, doing great things. But it was something. It's something about that sound, in my opinion, that would not have even back then. I don't think I believe that. To have been true, like right. crazy in love was crazy in love, like yeah, yeah, crazy in love was crazy. Like it was, yeah. you know, what I'm saying. I don't know that many of us thought that Beyonce would be at this peak in her career. Like this, oh is, yeah, she's like peak stardom, right? Yeah, but I had no doubts that she would be uber successful. Yeah, um, without a doubt. To the point that she don't even pay attention to the BET awards and stuff, and they keep giving that woman award. Just, I'm not saying she don't deserve, but stop nominating her because she's not coming. She's not. She's not. And I know she was on tour, but if she was at home, she wasn't coming. And she, she got a house in LA. The, she ain't even sending she the, she ain't a video. She ain't even sending Blue down there. She ain't sending <laughs> nobody. Mama Tina ain't even there. Nobody. Nobody. nobody Matthew ain't sure. And you know he got Never time even. on his hands. Right. <laughs> How we open this podcast up? Time on my hands. <laughs> he got the time. <laughs> but. Do. That ain't why we're here. We, we stopped here to also, so when we thought about that, it was like, okay, cool. So if that was the case, what were some of the top songs in 2003? So Billboard combined um, rap, I mean, R&B and hip-hop songs of that year. And Brian, I'm going to go through the top 10. 
Okay. And go through maybe a couple of honorable mentions, and then we can move on because I promise we got a dope living room, and I don't want to get we stuck. Do. Don't want to get stuck. All right. So at number one for 2003, <clears throat> the number one song okay. of 2003 for hip hop and rap, I mean hip hop and okay. R&B was In the Club by 50 Cent. Solid song. Number two was Ignition by Mr. Kelly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Miss You by Aaliyah at number three. Okay. So gone over you, 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 you. Monica. That's Again, Missy production. So. Mm-hmm. Missy if, was at top of the game. If, if Aaliyah was still here. Mm-hmm. Um, could you hear Could you imagine Aaliyah singing So Gone? Yes, I can imagine a lot of these songs that were went to Sierra and other people would have went to Aaliyah. Would have went to Aaliyah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's ooh, let's not get stuck there. Get low at number five by Lil John Eastside Boys featuring Ying Yang Twins was a group. Um, right there by Chingy at number six. Fifty Cent uh-huh. hits the board again with Twenty One Questions featuring Nate Dogg. Great Sean song. Paul get busy at number eight. How okay. you gonna act like that by Tyrese? Ooh, Fronting. By Pharrell rounds it out at number 10 featuring Jay-Z. Um, some other honorable mentions here was Can't Let You Go, Fabulous, and Lamo. P.I.M.P. 50 Cent at number 12. Crazy in Love was number 14 with Beyonce. Baby Boy number 16. She hit it again. They put that woman first. Jaheen. 17. Mm. Magic Stick by Lil' Kim and 50 Cent. Um, yo girl, Erica Badu. Love of My Life. Number 19. Um, in Those Jeans. Number 21. 21. Genuine, excuse me, miss 23. Jay Z, um, say yes, floor tree at 27. This just one honorable mentions. Oh, here's our boy, don't change was number 30 by Music Soul Child. Mm. Um, Wankster 34, rock with you, Ashanti, mm. oh baby, at 35. Um, work it at 37 by Missy. Oh, bump, bump, bump was 41 that mm. year. Um, never scared, bone crusher, and killer Mike, T.I. Mm. Um, and then let me just see some other ones that's just maybe let's see whatever. Oh, pump it up was <laughs> number 60. Pump, 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 it, pump up. it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kim Love Calls. Love Calls. I can't stand Kim. Um, I'm gonna take that back. I don't say I can't stand Kim. I don't know that man. Uh, I can't, I don't know why name. he has he has fans. And then, um, <laughs> Cry Me a River 75. We talked about Justin Timberlake. So I thought I'd say that. There it is. Okay. And if oh, and one hundred was still balling by Tupac featuring Trick Daddy. Interesting. Don't know Tupac. what that song even was. That was that's <laughs> that was that's Machiavelli. That's <laughs> that's the reincarnate coming back. <laughs> some of, some of those that that two thousand three year man, uh, Fifty Cent's album Get It, it Get Rich Die Trying came out two thousand three. <laughs> Pharrell had his run during that time. Timberland mm-hmm. and Missy had their run during that time. So those mm-hmm. those. That those songs sense. make sense. Yeah. Total sense. Total sense. Um, all right. So let's go on in this um billboard by talking about the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You know, every so often we get news about some of our legends, some of our black icons um getting their love and getting their flowers by getting a star. And this year, a few of our faves are getting honored. Um, so the 20, 2024 class um was released, and the list includes our forever black panther, Chadwick Bozeman. Carrie Washington and her lips, and our wonderful auntie, <laughs> Cheryl Lee Ralph, also known yes. as Barbara Howard on Abbott Elementary, and our original Dina Jones from the Broadway musical Dream Girls. 
Um, the reason why Lauren Hill doesn't show up on time anymore. The reason why Lauren Hill still don't show up on time <laughs> because her mama had put the fear of God into her. Singing does not pay the bills, Brian. Singing does not put food on the table. Trust me, I get how you feel. But there's so many people standing on that corner singing they should have could have water. <laughs> the choir and the competition are out. But mama, if you but mama me one more time, <laughs> I said the choir and the competition are out. <laughs> Shirley Ralph was in Sister Act 2 for a total of about 15-20 minutes and has right. some of the most iconic lines in music history <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, oh, alright well man such a great movie we, are, we need to do a whole episode on Sister Act 2 we need yeah. to do one we talk we about do. a lot we just need to a don't deep dive into Sister down. Act 2 a deep dive Deep Only dive the characters in Frank K. Was this did, did Frank K. Was he a culture appropriator or was he a culture? Frank K. Was a culture appropriator. Frank K. Hey ho, <laughs> was a culture appropriator. They had yeah, an example had of a lily that. white. Of, they had a situ, uh, example of a lily white man in their classroom, and we mm-hmm. saw he acted. We saw how Frank K. Act. Frank K. Made a choice. Yeah. All right. All right. So, <laughs> with that being said, understood and accepted. If you're looking at the flyer, if you're looking at social media, if you're looking at the description, all those different type of things, then you know that we got somebody in the living room. We haven't had a guest mm-hmm. in a few weeks. We are super, super excited to have um, who we consider a friend of the podcast and a brand new friend in real life. Um, so, grab your drinks, grab your snacks, grab everything that you need, grab your candy, your popcorn, your licorice, and your peanut brittle. Brian, you should have peanut brittle and Ames in honor of Happy Preacher. Grab all those things. Come to the living room and let's have this dope conversation about black music. Let's do it. All right, Puzzle Pieces, thank you very much for sticking around. And we, like we said earlier, we are super excited because we have a guest in mm-hmm. The living room, a friend in the living room, right? A friend of the living room that's that's decided to come and join us and talk about some great things. Uh, so we're super excited. Uh, so I'm going to allow him to introduce himself, but we do have our good friend of the podcast, Steve Epting, in the living room. Uh, so Steve, real quick, introduce yourself and let the people know who you are, and then we'll we'll get into it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks, fellas. My name is Steve Epting. I am from Chicago, Illinois. Um, I am a creative performance producer, vocal producer, and artist. Um, I like having fun. I like laughing. I like, I like good food. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. Little tidbit. Little tidbit. <laughs> little tidbit. We're going to learn a little bit more. Now, for, for everybody who know, America calls this African-American uh, yeah. Music Appreciation Month. But me and Brian like to call it United Negro Music Appreciation Month. Um, mm-hmm. And we've been talking about black music all month. And we got some culture code questions that we're going to ask. Now, culture code on the Jigsaw podcast yep. um, is, is usually like a combination of this or that type mm-hmm. of things, mm-hmm. naming off your top fives. Um, and usually in some of these spaces, especially in today of things, we say you won't be judged for your answers. Right. But Brian and I aren't going to lie to you. You will very much so be judged <laughs> for your answers. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're, we're we depending, depending on what you say you know what i'm saying because the culture is Dang, a a, this is a judgmental zone i see Dang. now after now after this we become much more inclusive we, but okay. right now right now <laughs> right uh, now when it comes to our, our black cultural things you know what i'm saying we got to keep the main thing the main thing so brian has a yes. series of questions let's jump into it real quick all right so all we're right, gonna start off with a this or that okay uh, Hezekiah Walker or John P. Key? Ooh, 
out the gate, because <laughs> we saw you. We saw you was a church baby. Ooh. We did our, you know, we did our things. Okay, <laughs> y'all ain't right for this one. But I know it's probably gonna get worse. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, take... maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> Drop your key. You all right with us? You you all right with us? <laughs> He's a lily in the valley. Hey, listen, uh, I, all the things. Okay, so next one. Neo Soul or New Jack Swing? Neo Soul. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, you okay. Good one. All right. Uh, <laughs> Jodeci or Drew Hill? Jodeci. Okay. I got so nervous for a moment. I was about to say, about to say, Listen, cut this camera I like off. Things, I like things from both, but you know, you know. Yeah, and okay. why I really picked Jodeci, they gonna they gonna sing like today today can't sing no more. You see you what, what I'm saying? saying? You gonna and you gonna feel it every time. Every yeah. single time. Yeah. And Drew Hill and Cisco has even documented saying that mm-hmm. they wanted to be like Jodeci. So that, true. You see what it I'm saying? Sense. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is going great. Take my money, my house, my car. <laughs> for one hit of you. For a hit of you. <laughs> you can have it all. <laughs> That's, That's what some they said. Stuff for real. <laughs> for one hit of you. All right. So put you on the spot. Your top five favorite artists. Okay. This is always a hard one for me, so bear with me. So no, you're fine. Coming out the gate, it's going to affect your check. Perfect, perfect. (laughs) First out the gate, I got to start with Nat King Cole. Okay, Uh, I feel like that's as far as vocals and as far as presentation. Black man in the '40s on national TV, just like the epitome of like the sound, you know, classic. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go him. Controversial to some. Kanye is on that list. Okay. No, 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 no slander. As an artist, um, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. We are, we are now friends. Um, who's my other two? This is where it starts to get a little, a little shaky for me. Um, Mm -hmm. who else I'm gonna say? First of all, this is when I reference my phone. Hold on, real quick. It's all right. Gotta look at that recently played sometimes. I feel See, that, yeah. you already know. <laughs> I, want, I wonder if Nat King Cole is, is anywhere related to during the Clark Cole's husband. No. Brian. <laughs> Brian. Listen. Uh, questions that need answers. Okay. I mean, they okay. did meet in the choir, but go ahead. I'm going to throw. Oof. First of all, I hate questions like this because I'm like. I'm the type that, like, I got favorites, but I really don't have favorites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my last two will be, and he just came up within the last few years. I love K. Trinata. So okay. house music vibes, party vibes, and this new project that he just put out with Amina was dope. Um, okay. And I will also say, who's my last one? Give me a, give me a, a singer. I'm going to go, I'm going to just say Motown in general, the whole okay. era. I, th- I think that's fine. We're, I'm gonna go with that's, that's okay. We'll let that yeah. have. We'll let that slide. Okay. You can't go wrong. Just that. the whole era. Yeah, man. It's, it was a sound. It was a feeling. You know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. What? It can't go wrong. Like I say, it's United Negro Music Appreciation Month. That's a right. great answer. Great answer. Uh, yeah. I, I think this is this is a list that can't be judged negatively. I, I no, don't for sure it so. can't be. I made it through. You made it through. You made it through. You made it through. <laughs> there, there was some alliteration there because you had King Cole, Kanye, Kendrick, K. Trinata. I was I was trying to see mm, where okay. that last one was going to fall. Right. <laughs> Keisha, Keisha Cole. As long as he just said like K. Michelle or something, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Keisha, it's Keisha Cole. That's what it's going to be. 
Okay, that's a perspective. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep it like that. Go ahead, Brian. I think we got one more. Um, no, I think we were. Um, I think that was it. That was our that was our our list. There is there anyone you want okay. to throw out there for? Nope, I think we're good. All righty, wonderful. So you did a great job with the coach code. Uh, so far, no judgment has happened. No side eyes. Anything of that nature. So we do appreciate that. Uh, Josh, you want to get into it or when we get into the first question? Um, you can get into it. Let's go. Let's roll. All right. So um, we understand. We looked at the bio. We looked at all the great things that you have done, right? We're going to strip away all of that. Everything you've done, every accolade, every show you've been on, every song you sang, wrote, whatever. Uh, out of all that, who are you? What your friends mm-hmm. say? That, who, who would your friends say that you who are? Who the homie say Steve is? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm probably like one of the chillest slash craziest people that you'll ever meet. Do so I? Okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't believe I'm an introvert, but I'm real chill unless mm-hmm. I'm real comfortable around you. Um, okay. And then you're going to get the crazy side and just jokes on top of jokes, like everything. I'm I'm like that in my introvert state too, but it's, it's a, it's a difference. Um, I make people feel very comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. I know I know I'm able to do that. I'm the type of person to, uh, my main thing is respect. Um, And not respect, like, you got to respect me because of what I do. You got to, you got, it's like, (laughs) no, just simply because you're a human, Mm -hmm. you have, you, it's just basic. To me, that's, that's just how we should move anyway. So that's my energy with anybody that I meet. Um, And sometimes my friends, sometimes my friends be like, all right, gotta wait for Steve to talk to everybody, and gotta wait for him to say hey. So we can, so now we can go. So that's <laughs> that's definitely a part of it too. Um, yeah, and I like to have a good time. I like laughing. I like mm-hmm. joking. Um, and I like 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 as far as like chilling with friends. Like we don't always have to even do anything, even if we just sitting around and not talking. Like that's perfect for me. Perfect chef's kiss. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a I'm a, I'm a mixture of all those things, um, and my uh, my artist side brings out the brings out just amplifies everything and just mm-hmm. makes it uh, boom in your face. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, I, I kind of wish I was one of those people that like knew signs and be like, oh, you must be a, a tourist or something like that. Oh, uh, don't even get started because <laughs> I show be like, now what what you say I am? Okay. <laughs> No, some of my friends be like, "See, you Aquarius. I know why you said that." Like, right, and no. I'm looking like, "What does that mean?" I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know the breakdowns of like personality and stuff like that. So. Me either. I don't astrology, but I'm, but you know what I'm saying. Nothing against those who do. I think that's mm-hmm. that is great for them. Well, right? what are you guys' signs? Oh, so I'm on the cusp of um, Libra and Virgo. So depending on which okay. one you look at, I could I could be either one. But I usually say Libra, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Gemini. Greatest rappers who ever exist are Geminis, just to let y'all know that. You're right. You're right. I lean yeah. into Virgo because of some of those same reasons. Beyonce. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know, we, we, we would put the science together and go through, you know. Musically, it's all right, Gemini. Right, right. What about you? I don't know. I don't even know what sign. What, what sign are you? So I, I am an Aquarius, but I'm on the okay. cusp as well. Okay. So what's what's after Aquarius? It's like what's that? Um, I couldn't. Uh, I don't know. Is it Aries? I want to say Aries or something. I don't know. I, can I don't Google know. It real quick, but right. I'm on the I'm on the cusp of that. But I claim Aquarius though. 
I feel like we're misunderstood. I follow this page on Instagram and it just be saying a whole bunch of crazy shit. And I'm like, only 2% of this is true. Everything mm-hmm. else, I don't know who y'all talking about. <laughs> and then I feel like with astrology too, like if you say, if you use a bunch of words, right, something's going to land eventually, mm-hmm. right? You are super optimistic about this new opportunity coming up. I, I very much am about most mm-hmm. opportunities that's coming up, right? Like, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's it's super interesting how people can like say they can read my life or lives, right, mm-hmm. of us based on what our sign is. Um, but again, that's great for them. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't, and I don't it's, know it's so interesting. It. It's so interesting too, because I have a few friends that are really, really into it. And just mm-hmm. in having discussion with them, they're just like so you mean to tell me all these years people been on Earth, there's no correlation between the time of year you were born and how that affects your... I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like, I'm not going to go yeah. all in for it, but I see, yeah. what you, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's a perfect segue, especially talking about music and things like that, because... We understood that you're a church boy like us. We love the mm-hmm. church here. Um, mm-hmm. Grew up in it, cultivated by it. But we also very much love all the things of the world. Um, so we <laughs> all the things, <laughs> all the things of the world. We're in the world. We're in the world. We're in it. We're <laughs> sometimes of it. Not of it. Sometimes, hey, you know <laughs> <laughs> sometimes lovers of the things. I, sometimes I love, we are we are lovers and fr- we are lovers and friends of the world. Um, <laughs> but 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 understanding that about you and your background, like talk to us about that transition, or maybe it wasn't a transition, but like that mm-hmm. journey of growing up in the church and then landing in what the saints would say secular, but like mainstream music. Yeah. So for me, I've been, my parents told me I've been singing since I was like three. Mm-hmm, so okay. I, my first memory of me actually singing was like around that time, maybe like five, six, like being in a youth choir, mm-hmm. any, any, uh, thing that my parents put me in to have music, I, I was, you know, all for it. Um, so that transition to when I'm 10 years old, I'm starting to direct choirs and stuff at my home church. Um, and then shortly after that, my dad becomes a pastor. He was a deacon before that. Then he becomes a pastor. We move churches, mm. um, and you know, start cultivating, uh, cultivating my gifts there. Joined the community choir, Joshua's True. Come on, Joshua's True. Yes, we praise you, oh Lord. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that was my first. Sorry. That was my first time doing anything outside of church. So okay. like professionally. So that was my my introduction to like professional gospel music when like professional music period Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so that um helped me to start sharpening even more um and then going through high school um and band and marching band and choir and everything i was drum major of the band and moving towards like uh college and everything during this whole time i never saw music as being like a real career like, yes, you have A-list artists, and then you got music teachers. Like, that was it. Like, there was no in-between for me. Okay. So it's like, <laughs> I never, nobody in my family does this. Everybody just sings at church. So nobody has actually, like, provides for themselves only solely off music. So um, when I first w- went to college, I was planning on being a dentist. So that was my whole, like, focus. It's safe. Mm-hmm. It's going to get me some money. Uh, 
and family members are already making appointments. So <laughs> I ain't got no degree <laughs> yet. But um, maybe like halfway through my first my first semester talking with a counselor, she was like, if you don't enjoy the work getting up to the profession, you're not going to enjoy it. I'm like, mm, man, that makes good. so much sense. Mm-hmm. Instantly switched to music. Because like literally before then, that's all I had been doing, you know, majority of my life. I wrote my, you know, your personal statements and your entrance college papers. Yep. Like, yep. I'm literally talking about like, oh my God, I love music so much. I have to sing all day. Da, 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 but I want to be a dentist. Like, it was just like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that don't even make sense. So ended up getting my degree in music. Um, and that was my first time outside of Chicago. Um, and I lived in Philly for four years. So that was even uh, broadening my horizons even more because I only knew Chicago. So getting on Philly's music scene and Philly, Mm -hmm. the city, period, it was just like, whoa, like the world is so much bigger than your own backyard. Mm -hmm. Um, So growing in there, I lived in Nashville for a little bit, did a study away program for like a contemporary music program where we were learning how to uh, write and perform music weekly. Ended up graduating from college and moving back home. And so after I moved back home, um, I was that was my first time ever doing music full time. So this is my first time actually on the Chicago music scene, like outside of gospel. So I'm finally hitting like some of the open mic spots, some of the spots that everybody frequents for those who do like the jazz, the R&B, the blues, like in that circuit. And so I was doing that. I was working at my my dad's church. I've, now I'm over the music. I'm over all the music at the church. Um, I'm also doing Uber on the side. Like it's it's just time. It was just mm-hmm. it was just getting it getting it going. Um, a friend from high school. I ended up linking up with him, and this is the same uh, friend that was in band with me in high school. He was a drum major. We was good friends. So we linked up, and he's like, "Yeah, bro, I'm finna move to L.A." Um, trying to get on some tours with some artists. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. That's mm-hmm. that's so dope. He was like, yeah, you should come with me. And I'm like, <laughs> boy, I'm not going to no LA. Like at that time I had never visited okay. California. Um that was never in my worldview. Um now I did at this point after college and everything, I did see myself working more in music, but mm-hmm. it was just like never thought of moving to another place to pursue that. Um, but after he asked me that, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So um, going back and forth, you know, uh, going back and forth for a few months, finally decided to go. Packed all my my, my bags, had a, a few stacks, maybe like twenty five hundred dollars, three three stacks, like, and got on that plane. Southwest Airlines Tuesday flight, forty one dollars. Look at God. So like right there, <laughs> that's like even like, huh? Never even visited L.A., but I'm. I'm moving. So I get mm-hmm. here, um, hit the ground running, searching for jobs, um, trying to also get my face out there. It took a, a very, very long time for me to find work and just to be able to sustain myself and support myself. I'm like, yeah. okay, you really didn't think this all the way through, but it's cool. Like, we're going to keep this. <laughs> uh, so literally um, doing that, but also hitting open mics in the city and Taking the bus, train, Uber, like I ain't have a car then. So it's like, all right, if you want it, you got to go get it. So slowly but surely networking with people, meeting people, um, and getting to the point where I'm working now. I'm, I'm doing work with Demi Lovato. I'm doing work with, um, doing work on America's Got Talent as a choir mm-hmm. singer, as a, 
a background vocalist and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that leads me to meeting more people and networking with more people um and within the next probably year and a half that's when Coachella happens with mm. your Virgo sis mm-hmm. um the the <laughs> the historic Beachella um yeah. which which was so eye-opening for me first of all I was the wrong Steve I wasn't supposed to be there they were looking for another Steve um and when they were telling me this i'm shaking i'm talking to the music director like around the rest of the singers some of which i knew at this point some of which i didn't mm-hmm. and he's like looking shaking my hand but looking at me sideways like you said your name is steve epting i'm like yeah he was like oh we're looking for someone named stevie notes and i'm like so uh you need me to <laughs> sing you need me to audition right now like what's up like mm-hmm. he's like no don't worry about it you we'll, we'll see how we'll see how it works out ended up doing coachella <laughs> Moved on to On the Run 2 tour, moving on to Black is King, uh, Netflix documentary, uh, Renaissance album, other things. Um, I would have quit quit at that point. Life is over. (laughs) (laughs) And that was my first tour, too. That was my first ever tour, period. Um, So that was that was a huge, huge, um, huge. I don't know if lesson is the best word, but huge uh, moment for me where I was just like, yeah, not only do you have it, and I knew I, I already knew that I had it, but it's like now, like it's time to like really walk in it and shine. You know what I'm saying? So, and really uh, take advantage of the situation. You know, meet the meet the rest of the crew, meet the rest of the the production staff, see how this machine works. You know what I'm saying? Get the knowledge, get the get all the things. So. It's definitely um, helped me to where I am today, because right after that, you know, I get a call and we start Kanye Sunday Service, where I ended mm. up not only singing but being assistant director and wow. um, conducting all the rehearsals and vocal arranging and being a creative producer on that. Uh, so it was God is good, like you know, a lot, yeah. I couldn't have I couldn't have fathomed <laughs> Listen. Know, a lot of this when I first moved here. Cause you said I I have so many things <clears throat> that I want to unpack here, and I don't even know that we have time and capacity to do it. A couple of things. First of all, you from Chicago, and you grew up in church, and there's one thing that sh- Chicago folks and Southern folks have in common, especially those Ooh. who are in the church, and that is fish plates. I just want to know: do you like spaghetti? <laughs> do you like spaghetti with That's your fish? That's the only way to eat it. That's the only way to eat it. The fact that when every time I see it on social media and people be like, why do y'all have two separate issues on it? It's like, no, because this is Because spaghetti is a side. Yes. I introduced, this, I introduced this kale tofu eating gentleman over here from California. I introduced him to that back in 07. He came to my house after a church conference and my mama has fried catfish, fried chicken, Ooh. and spaghetti. And it changed the man of God's life. It was changed good. the man of God's life. Mm. Um, another thing I want to unpack real quick before Brian jumps into his questions is that I know that band had to. Y'all weren't doing that corporal style march, were you? You was doing that. What, what the world saw on Drumline, I'm assuming. Was but that, what's was, crazy and and Beachella? No, no, no. no. When you, you were talking drum about major, so I'm, I actually was doing list. no, yeah. So you in was high school, we was doing core style. Oh you know, so God. that was my that was my introduction, like roll step, you know, flank, uh, all that stuff. Like that was my introduction into like marching band world. Because mm-hmm. first of all, marching band is a sport. I don't care what oh, nobody hey, says. I, I, I was in marching band, but I was in. It's a sport. Let's do the two step Dougie. We playing Earth, Wind, and Fire. 
Now, that, I would that rather have been in that. That was me. We doing a... We doing a <laughs> <laughs> yes, we was heel-toeing like, at we, halftime. That yeah. was us. <laughs> no, we getting, the, we getting the yawns and we getting the... Like, <laughs> that was my introduction. And I was on the drum line, too. Okay. Oh, that's yeah, mm-hmm. a drum line. That's the perspective. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing about this is that... I just want to say this. The B-Cello version of Say My Name... Is the best version <laughs> ever recorded, ever sang mm. on God's Here Green Earth. That thing takes me up. The amount of times that was played in the gym after that release yeah. is probably not even, it's probably ungodly how many times <laughs> I listened to that. Like my Apple, like when it said my most listened to artist, that was the first time Kirk Franklin had got knocked out of the mm. number one spot for me. Um, I had a I had a few more, but I'm gonna let Brian go because it was it was that was so rich, that whole story. And then this whole wrong Steve, right opportunity situation. That's the Lord. That's I felt God. That's the morning. You know, I want you to finish. Nah, I want you to finish, but that was that's listen. <laughs> yeah, because it's interesting because it's you were the right Steve. The right, right? Steve. You were yep. the right Steve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um I know the thoughts I think towards you. That's what my Bible say. <laughs> <laughs> All things work. Don't together. get me talking about uh-huh. the rings on these walls, Brian. To ask your listen. question. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know why I was going to go with that. But um, so you kind of you mentioned some things. You mentioned, you know, the queen of all queens. You mentioned yeah. Mr. West, you know, mm-hmm. musical genius. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Demi Lovato. I know we can, I can probably mention all the other folks and you can probably take all day all the folks that you worked with. Right. How does it feel to get that phone call or to be embraced by not just, you know, John singing on the chitlin circuit you're talking about major artists right. multi-platinum yep. uh diamond selling world touring artists what is it like to get the phone call but also be embraced uh, by those artists man it's always exciting and i never i never take it for granted you know um just remembering where i came from and um remembering just the first of all i just love to sing like mm. excuse my language but Fuck all the extra shit. Like I, I just like, I just love like emoting and using my gift. You know, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like that's all I need. But to be able to do it on uh, a huge platform and a um, yeah. a platform from artists that I've not only been listening to, but some of my favorite artists. Like yeah, it's like mind blowing. It's like whoa. And then you know, a lot of times you know when you're in the industry for a little bit. It can kind of become like second nature. Like you're still grateful, but mm-hmm. I'm not one to get starstruck. I only got starstruck one time, and I can actually tell y'all this story because it's very embarrassing. Yeah, okay. but <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like I feel like at the end of the day, I I come into these rooms knowing who I am. I have to mm. make myself remember who I am because I'm not just happy to be here. Mm. I'm here to do a job. I'm here to collaborate. And yeah. you want me in this room or you have me in this room because I'm able to get the job done. I'm able mm. to get the work done. So if mm-hmm. anything, it's not only exciting, it's affirming for me yeah. um, to continuously walk stronger in my gift and walk stronger in who I am. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that. I'm a, This is not one of the questions, but oftentimes people in our ages and our and even older, we have like imposter syndrome or we mm-hmm. get opportunity to get in spaces and then... Even though we got the letter, we got the email, we got the phone call, got the request, we get there and we're still like, I don't belong here. 
And, you know, you said it to yourself, you said yourself, like, I belong here. I think sometimes we just don't realize that. I think it happens to most of us still that they called you for a reason. They was, you, they want the talent that they wanted. As long as you stay there, you stay humble within those places, but go in there and be like, nigga, y'all call me. I ain't call y'all. Y'all call me. So with that attitude of like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to, I'm going to do my best. Stuff like that. So I, I love that. So uh, I just wanted to kind of reiterate, uh, reiterate that. Josh wanted to add anything to that? Yeah, no, I think, I think that that's super important as well. And I think I do have a question for that. Was it always easy though to embrace like that in that space and show up as your full self, like show up as full Steve, like when you walk into these spaces or was that a journey for you? Definitely a journey. Definitely okay. a journey. And I don't feel like I started that journey until I moved to LA. Um, mm. And that journey consisted of, this was my first time sitting with myself. Mm. So in a place, in a new environment, I moved to a whole new state. I'm living in a one bedroom apartment with, with my brother at the time. I don't have a job. I don't have a car. It's like I left all those things that I did have in Chicago. So it's like mm. an intentional leave. But when you have when you I definitely understood the difference between a need and a want real quick. Yeah. So in the in those moments, it makes me sit with myself and ask myself the hard questions like, OK, why do you respond this way when such and such does this? Or uh, why do you react this way or? Just in in and in answering those questions, I was able to see myself, you know, and uh, operating my gift. So mm-hmm. if there were moments where I'm on a gig or I'm performing an open mic, and I'm acting like a little scared or a little nervous, it's like, okay, that's normal. But mm-hmm. with what you say you're trying to do, you got it. Let's go. Like, <laughs> I I feel like I adopted like an athletic mindset, especially um. when it came to performing. So I would learn a new song every time I performed and I would make sure I was pushing myself not only vocally, but uh, stage presence wise. Like, and since, ooh, this is perfect because y'all understand coming from church, all I had done prior to that was praise and worship, praise and mm. worship and choir. So mm-hmm. in my mind, and this, and that's what makes the, the Sunday service story so crazy. When I moved here, I'm like, I'm not working with no church no more. I'm not working with choirs no more. Like I've done mm-hmm. that. Like I'm mm-hmm. trying to, I'm trying to move into the secular world. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. so to, for that to come full circle was, it was just like, no, you need to operate in what, and what you have already, you know, walk in it. And that's, that's just adding to it at this point. So um, it just really just boosted my confidence. And of course there are yeah. moments where I'd be like, Ooh, I don't feel like I got it today, but I feel like where I am now, especially after doing Kanye Sunday service and, you know, teaching all the rehearsals and being assistant director and really fine tuning the the sound of the choir. I believe yeah. I'm bulletproof at this point because working with somebody like Kanye, who um, will change his mind at the drop of a dime or will completely change the whole concept at the drop of a dime. It's like, OK, let's go. You got to show up. So that that, that that brings me to a, a question that I just I just need to know the answer to. Mm-hmm. What was it like putting Amazing Grace to back that thing up? Because you know that was some interesting hodgepodges and mixes <laughs> that y'all put together. Now, you know nice, what I'm saying? Nice match. <laughs> who did that? Who who did Amazing Grace and back that ass up? <laughs> and I, I don't remember so that. Faithful. It was so faithful. Uh, the genuine joint. 
Yeah, so anxious and you know what I'm saying? Or whatever it was. Yeah, like, come on. I was like, all right, this is taking me to a place where I want to body roll and throw my hand up. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. And it's funny because Kanye picked all the songs. So every song that we did, we we would um, present stuff to him as ideas, but pretty much it was his final say. So Mm -hmm. all those songs he picked. So he had the idea for... So anxious and everything, and our team came together. Uh, Nikki was our amazing writer, and we would come in after she wrote and arrange it, and just fine tune it for the choir, for the voices and everything. And it was just some, some, some of those like that. It's just like it's like, oh yeah, we going there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we going, we going. Meet me at eleven thirty. I love Listen, it when you're talking. Every dirty. single day, you're worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. But, the, but the funny thing is, like this, that's not nothing new. Anybody that grew up in church, right. but you're like, I, I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music for real. Only time I really listened to secular music went to my dad's house on the weekends, and then at at one point where I just listened to it, my mom was like, you know what, I'm not gonna fight this fight no more. Have at it. Uh, she mm-hmm. said, just don't make it loud in the house. But we 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 made up church songs oh, yeah. off of mm-hmm. you know off of secular music, so it wasn't and it wasn't still anything. Do. Yeah, yeah. still do. At the drop of a hat. Like Yeah, it, it's nothing. Um so within kind of keeping with thing within that, <clears throat> how how did when in terms of faith, right? Uh how mm. did you I guess merge or mesh the two or what was your framework coming from a churchy environment? I'm gonna say churchy environment, then going to a heavily secular environment, and then now being in a uh um a secular yet churchy environment. Like, how did what was that faith transition, or was there a transition during that process from leaving Chicago to going to LA? Oh, absolutely, um, definitely a transition of faith. Because in that time of sitting with myself, I had to even ask myself the question: Why do I believe what I believe? Ooh, um, good question. Do I believe it just because my parents told me to, and that's just Great what question. I did all my life, or is this something that I know in my soul? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So right. being able to answer those questions, maneuvering through uh, different different music camps and this industry, um, there's definitely a lot of things that go on. And for me, um, I had to do a lot of unlearning from the church. So mm-hmm. stuff Oof, that I was holding myself down or, or being shameful or being whatever, it's just like, is that tradition or is that God? Or is that relationship? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, so I really have to decide for myself what yeah. is what. So I'm still myself maneuvering through these situations. Yeah. Um, now getting to Sunday service, uh, it was a little different because majority of the choir grew up in church. So it mm. was a mutual understanding. And these are some of the best singers from around the country. Um, a lot of them being based here in LA. Um, but you know, a lot of people so we 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 definitely a lot of us had that that upbringing and from how it started to where it transitioned to um before I um I took my absence it only started off as positive like just positive energy mm. like those were his his main words he wanted to take his songs and a few other songs that he liked and just get bring positivity into a space. It was a very small yeah. room, you know, with a few people that he invited and everything. So it was cool for what it was, you know. Uh, but it was only supposed to be one time. It was only mm. supposed to be one Sunday. Interesting. Um, okay. And so every Sunday after that, it was kind of like a 
uh, are you are we back this week or are we, you know, and we would be back. And then it became a, 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 a sure thing. And then, you know, I believe that he always was familiar with God and everything, but uh, this was his babe in Christ era, if that makes sense. Oh, um, it makes perfect sense. sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 Babe in Christ era. And <clears throat> Yeah, he was he was very adamant, especially in the writing process of us using lyrics straight from scripture. So um, if we would present him with an idea, he'd be like, all right, where's the verse that backs this up? So Mm. we would have to present that as well. Um, And it really uh, for me, especially being in a leadership position at that point, I'm no stranger to being a leader. Um, but it was really pulling on me different ways, granted, because I'm now older at the time. I was like, what, 27, 28 or 26. And so it was like, um, not only do you have to be a leader, but you have to contribute um, to uh, helping to feed these singers so we can feed mm. and pour out to the people. Um, so yeah. that was a that was a journey in itself, for sure. Steve, you are our people. Let me just tell, let me just say that, okay? Because I mean, all of this makes so much sense. And Brian yeah. and I've had several conversations on yeah. the pod, off the pod, um, about some of these same things, right? What it means to unlearn a lot of the stuff that so me and Brian both grew up coaching, right? So staunch, you know what I'm saying? Holiness, um, holiness. You can't, right? you can't join in. You got to be born in <laughs> all of it. Now I, oh. I was a caveat. <laughs> I came in around second grade. So I might, you know, I think I kind of, but no, like, so we, we, we grew up navigating that early adulthood and it wasn't until like, Ron, would you say, well, it was thirties for you, maybe late twenties for me. 30, 30. (laughs) 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 Somewhere around like the late twenties when we really started figuring out like, wait a minute, all of this ain't, ain't all of that. Right. And we're still in a journey of unlearning and then sometimes relearning, picking some stuff up. Right, mm-hmm. that we probably threw away, but mm-hmm. like you know, framing it for what works in the in the in the framework of our lives today, and how we're navigating and we're living those things out. Um, so that's like that resonates so much with us yeah. and likely our audience as well. Uh, I wonder though, in all of that for you, what would you say was one of the biggest shifts for your approach to theology and Christianity altogether as you're navigating this like this expansive journey in music? Well, I feel like my biggest, um, what was the wording that you used? Because I want to, I want to use the same wording. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, you're like no, no. This, this, your new approach or perspective, right, okay, to theology yes. and Christianity. Yeah. So my new new approach to theology and Christianity actually came in college before I even did any of this. I went to a Christian college. Okay. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> went to a Christian <laughs> college, and we had to take like Old Testament, New Testament class okay. so mm-hmm. the last day of the old testament class you know i think we didn't took the final and everything the professor stands up in front of the class and just says i don't believe any of the stories in the bible are or in the old testament are actually real like i don't believe they actually happen and when i tell you the class went up like what do you mean what do you mean you don't believe like and that was so mind-blowing to me at the time because at the time i'm like if we say, if you say you're a Christian, and I say I'm a Christian. We believe the same thing, and I'm like, that does, does not mean that. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, wow. So it really um, allowed me to be a little more open minded. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the biggest shift of 
my faith and just how I look at religion, um, we we're we're all out here living in our own world, if that makes sense. You mm-hmm. know, so we have we're our our worlds, you know, they inhibit like a lot of the things that we only think about or our only perspective. So mm-hmm. it's just so mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. hearing how people, you know, just break break that down and and yeah. and, and do that. I, and I feel like the next big awakening was, you know, just being in a space of being honest with myself, you know, in that in that alone time of sitting, you know, sitting with myself, asking myself the questions and really getting to a place where I can love myself in spite of things that are deemed wrong in Christianity or mm-hmm. deemed abominable or mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Right, like, right. I'm no longer going through the shame. I'm no longer going through the hurt and guilt of beating my own self up. Mm-hmm. You know, when I believe God is looking at me like, I got you. You know what I'm saying? And traditions of church, especially the black church, um, will will have you um will have you in that state, you know, mm-hmm. from yeah. traditionalism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and and that's the thing. We the un the unlearning, relearning, all that kind of stuff. That's something we we talk, always talk about on the podcast. And yeah, that uh, I think one of the things that kind of changed me was the idea of when Christ talked about like God being like a heavenly Father. And I have a daughter now. Guilt and shame don't don't exist. Ooh, yes, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like with your kids, like even if they make mistakes, you're like, you know what, you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Does it frustrate me sometimes? Sure, but like there's there's it's. Come on, let's 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 just keep it rocking. So I think just getting married changed some kind of some things. Uh, having a child changed some things. Um, and you know, it's not talking. It's not really for church episode. Or, but my I, my whole my whole theo- theological thought process is love God, love each other, love people, yeah. love yourself, and that's that's it. Um, and the biggest way you show God that you love Him is by treating each other right. And the best way you can treat other people right is to treat yourself right. So all of the other, I'm not throwing away 66 books. I'm not throwing away what, I don't know what the but New Brian, Testament is. that's like. what he said, though. He said all that is that's in what these Jesus two said. It's in That's red. what Jesus said. It's in red. He said all of that is in these two things. So I don't know why we got to add more to it, right? Yeah. Um, no, uh, and, that, and that came from me sitting down. And um, again, we're not trying to, this is supposed to be a music episode. But I, the Lord was like, you know what? Forget everything you ever heard. Forget everything you ever thought of. And I'm going to show you what it is. And that's what mm-hmm. it was. It's like, so I, I live my life like, nigga, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. no condemnation. Anybody going to tell me nothing about my life? None of the things. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. How I'm going to do it is between me and him. And we good. So uh, that's just for those out there. Um, again, this is supposed to be a music episode. So Josh, do, I'm going I'm to go to, I'm going to shift to a music question. But do you want to add anything to that, Josh? Y'all no, have me shout up in here. Hold on. I'm just saying, Brian. You said if you want to trans, if you want to transition into music, you said it is what it is. You know, right? And Trillville said what it is. What's, what's up? up? And that's it. That's it. Because it just is that's what it. it is. Right? It is what it is. Like, like, yeah, I can. No, I we can. No, we can go. No, me and Brian gets we'll get stuck. Uh, you talk about church and music, we'll get stuck. But um, I'm gonna say this too. It's just something else that I just I just want to throw out here since we got you. We also saw that you work with Ty Dolla Sign. And I've made, mm-hmm. I've, first of all, I love, first of all, Ty Dolla Sign got the Holy Ghost. I don't care what nobody say. You <laughs> see how that man lays a vocal. Now, Money Showers is Fat Joe and Remy Ma's song. That is Ty Dolla Sign's song, right? Mm-hmm. All of that, that's just that. But I'm, here's the take that I've told Brian before, right? Nate Dogg walked 
So ten dollar sign can run. Yeah. And 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 I'm not going to and I'm a Nate Dog stand. West Coast all day. He did. But I, he did. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. He did. I, I agree with that too. He yeah. did. He did. And he's all right. He's an all around musician too. Like, oh, yeah. Even work, even like working with him, he played drums. Mm-hmm. He played bass, guitar, like probably keys too. Like, and he could sing. Like, so I'm like, yeah. He Ty rides sing. a track. He Ty rides sing. a track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, don't get me stuck on that. Um. All right. So there's been a ton of conversation. So mm-hmm. I saw again. Did our research? You recently turned thirty. So congratulations to that. Big three O. It, it is better on this side. It is. It is it really so good is. on this side. It really it is. Feeling better. good. Yeah. Sometimes now, my knees are ache, back pains randomly. Just because. <laughs> but beyond that, right? And I'm only three years into this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian can I'm probably eight, get this both a lot more wisdom. <laughs> I'm eight years into this thing. Yeah, it's okay. You are. <laughs> um, Proudly, but, my nigga. But <laughs> but no. So um, so that means though, right? Understanding where you are in age, there's probably and your musical history. There's a certain appreciation you probably have for '90s R&B, which Brian and I believe is one of the best eras of nar- of, of of R&B. There's a lot of conversation that su- would suggest that R&B is dead, right? Do you think that that is true, or do you think that the generation that's coming up now just embraces and approaches R&B in a very different way. I think that's what it is. And first of all, okay. I hate I hate that conversation. I hate R&B it too. is dead cuz it ain't it's like, like what? No, sonically it's it's changed, you know. Yes. Music music has changed sonically, you know. Yep. Especially since the 90s. But what has also changed is what it takes to be an artist. Like mm. there is no emphasis on talent anymore it's Talk the about emphasis it. on everything else so the emphasis is on your social media if you mm. on if you got a podcast or if you got some type some type of yeah. something that has nothing to do with music and performing which is what in the 90s is what made it what it was you know yes. timeless records but also when you get to see and perform live and it's taken mm. to a whole another level mm. yes. a big a big understanding for me that i noticed that people listen to music or or uh, accept music differently. I'll never forget. I was like, what, 16, 17, in my car in Chicago. And I have a younger sister. So when she in my car, I'm just I'm just bumping tunes. I'm bumping. This is, At this time, I, I'm not really like hype off what's on the radio. I'm a deep dive album type guy. So mm. a track oh, yeah. six or a track nine, I'm going to run cuts. them out. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget one day we was riding. She was like... <laughs> She was like, boy, turn this love shit off. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, do you hear what's happening right now? Do you understand? Right. <clears throat> but but she was like, turn on some sh-. Like, she just trying to turn up. Now, granted, she was like 14 or something at the time. But I'm like, damn, oh. this is really how people think. Like, they yeah. like mm-hmm. sometimes they only want to hear stuff to vibe to. And now I'm in the place where I understand that. I'm like, okay, cool. But to me, that ain't never gonna trump like classic, classic records, classic performances, great ever. performances, solid singers, solid performance. Like nothing will ever trump that for me. Listen, yeah. I yeah. agree. Me and me and Brian will get stuck on lyrics too, because we'll just hear like going back to that Jodeci Drew Hill. Well, Jodeci is my premier group, but Beauty by Drew and the Hill. Sorry, didn't notice you there, but again, you didn't notice me. Woo! And we remain passers by. 
Until the next time we speak. Mm-hmm. Woo, hoping I can make you mine. Listen, <laughs> man, steal your heart. And, I, and that was so dope because I got to sing that with them last year on the Trumpet Awards. Like, yeah, they was, yeah. Come yeah. on, tell the people about tell the people about your life. Come so on, I, I got I got to, I, I got to just see them live last last November. They did a concert in Austin. I was down there, and you know, but to that point though, those 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 lyrics, right? We don't hear that kind of storytelling, and I think it's okay, right? I'm I'm with a lot of the uh, the new R and B. Chris Brown, right, is me and Brian's R and B king, right? And mm-hmm. some of his music has been consistent. Over the last mm-hmm. couple of years, that's 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 yeah, a way to phrase it. I would it. agree. Um, yeah, has been consistent, but even some of the newer stuff, right? It's it's a lot of sex infused, it's real vibey, and that's cool, right? But something about '90s R&B um, that just that just hits a little different. Piggybacking on that question about this new generation, Brian and I asked this question last year. We're going to ask you: Why aren't men begging in R&B no more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause you a simp, you a munch, you uh whatever the whatever the words of today is, it's right? Like, you know, like I think that's, that's crazy. I think yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh no, you good. You good. No, yeah, I, I, I was I just. I'm sorry. But I got a delay. My bad. There's <laughs> a delay. You good? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go. You go. You're the guest. <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say. So go ahead. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say basically. I think it's sad that vulnerability. Uh, and emotions are like a a weakness to people. Like that's 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 a sad thing. Like, well, th- this mm-hmm. nigga's a simp. He's weak. So either either you can be taken advantage of, or or this is not. So we have these random conversations um, about like like you said, they're munch, they're this, they're that. So then we switch from emotions to just like popping pussy, and you know we gonna just smash. Is all the lyrics gonna be because I want no and feelings we want involved. Want the pussy to be popped. Right, yeah. but at the same Which is time, fine. <laughs> right at the same time, at the same time, you know, let's let's put some emotion in there, some love into that. So uh, that's basically that. So um, let's switch a little bit. Uh, I was listening to a podcast that I listen to very frequently, R and B Money Podcast, uh, with Tank and Jay Valentine. Love the R and B Money Podcast. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty great podcast. Great podcast. Great I love content. hearing stories. Uh, and Jay Valentine. Person didn't grow up in church, doesn't really know the things. He said the reason why R and B music isn't the same because kids don't go to church no more. What are your thoughts on that? On that statement? Absolutely, one hundred percent true. Now I'm gonna say ninety nine point nine because I've met some people that didn't even grow up in church and are fire. So I'm like, I believe it. Okay, I don't know where you came from, but (laughs) right. But like a lot of for a lot of us, church is like artist development. In a way, yes. You know, especially, especially in Chicago, you know. Oh, and this this is kind of what turns me off in some ways from church. It was like, I'm not moving until you make me feel something. You know what I'm saying? And so people people grow up like knowing how to get to yes. things because they've been cultivated. And not saying every church is like that. It's specifically for me because I loved it. Like that's something that I wanted to do all the time. I'm in a choir. I'm going to every church. I'm going to every... Mm-hmm. And to me, that's not only making me comfortable in my gift, but, mm-hmm. you know, in those moments where I'm leading, I'm getting to understand my voice. You know, I'm getting to um, try new things. I'm getting to, you know, just have fun with it. Of course, this is all in reverence to God and in praise to God. Uh, but yeah, I think 
a lot of a lot of the we already know this. A lot of the best singers and artists have come from the church. Come from church. Yeah. The artist and the reason why a lot of there is no artist development anymore. I don't believe. Like mm-hmm. you know, I've been in some positions within the last year or so where I'm um, starting to develop a few artists and a few groups, um, and I'm just like, yeah, this is this is needed because mm-hmm. these labels and these people will only go off numbers. You know, now and I get it because it's it's about the money too at the same time. But if yeah. the money is trumping the talent, it's just like this is some bullshit. You know, I can't I can't receive that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree because I think the artists back in the day. Think about Motown. You said Motown is one of your favorite of all time. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> like all of those artists that they actually brought out, they could stand the test of time. Like you could put him on stage. People are still coming to see Otis at this point. Like they are because he's the only they one coming to see Otis. <laughs> They're coming to see mm-hmm. Otis at this point. But they stand the test of time. Those songs yeah. stand the test of time. Like Smokey out here slanging penis on the nah. stage right now. Gasms. Nah. <laughs> Gasms. Gasms. The seniors needed an album. Listen, he, he 89 is still on stage giving it to us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but that's artist. I think that's artist development. Like and it's the thing, and I and and even Casey and JoJo and Mary J. Blige, like Usher, Usher still sounding like Usher from my way. Mm-hmm. Like it's yes, and these newer artists, like to your point, like they get famous off social media, off of TikTok, but there's yeah. really no foundation, there's no basis. They're not gonna mm-hmm. no disrespect, they're not gonna last for another 10, 15 years. It's it's just gonna be but a thing. But you want to also know the other crazy thing is, and this yeah. is yeah. I'm talking about the the consumer now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like people that can actually sing. They want them like regular, you know. And that's so interesting. His own is preference. At the end of the day, music is preference, and you will never yeah. hear me arguing in a debate about which artist is better because it's all preference at the end of the day. Yeah, unless we're talking about like ticket sales or whatever, which right, which is a whole another conversation. But mm-hmm. as far as mm-hmm. the the yeah, some people don't some people don't like that. Like some people just can't even get into it or what a lot of us that have come from church too is this is a double-edged sword because yes this prepares you for the industry but also some people can't comprehend all the things that we're doing vocally or doing musically it's too much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know so even sometimes crossing over from church into like pop or r&b is like pulling it all the way back yeah Mm. not doing all the things that we're used to doing or all the isms you know, and it's like this is a different soundscape. This is a different feeling. You know, yeah, that makes sense. That makes a ton of sense. But I listen. I enjoy good singing, and I want to ask you this. I got two questions. One of them is a this or that, <laughs> and one of them is a one of them is a is a, is a little known fact about Steve. You said you love Motown. Mm-hmm. The em- the emotions or the surprise? <laughs> emotions. You ain't failed yet. Yeah, <laughs> because when yeah. I tell you that woman, when she's saying the best of my love, now I love me, I love some Diana Ross, I love Tracy Ellis and the Rosses, but she, but Diana wanted to sing it to that man the way that woman mm. was singing the best of my love to that man. You see what yeah. I'm saying? What do the yeah. lonely do for Christmas, Steve? <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, little known fact: What was your first? What was your first church solo? I don't even know the name of this song. <laughs> okay, or, or, or who sings it? Um, we just want to praise you, dear Jesus. 
for all the many things that you have done. Countless blessings undeserved you daily give us. Unseen dangers that your hands has kept us from. I do not know whose song that is, but that was my first, that was like one of my first leads at church. You could have kept singing, brother. You could have kept going. You, <laughs> you could have kept us up. <laughs> We love singing here. We I, I love we singing. love singing, and I can't sing a lick. But we 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 gonna do it anyway. We gonna do it anyway. Now I gotta find the name of that song. I gotta figure out what that it is. sounds. It, it might have been just how you sang it, but it sounds like commissioned ish. It was real nice and smooth and velvety. That was nice. I, I want to say it's one of the one of the mass choirs. One of them. What happened to the mass? Every state had a mass choir. Yep. <laughs> Chicago mass still going strong. They are really? still they still doing they, they thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Mississippi in there holding on too. Everybody's uh-huh. sitting about 78 plus. But they're still there. <laughs> Cause they're still not tired yet. All right. At all. So let's shift. Let's let's jump right on back to secular. Mm-hmm. Now we talked about we talked about the R's and the B's. Rap music is in its 50th year. And um, it's so it's so ironic that we've seen so many celebrations. We've definitely seen the evolution of rap because the hip hop and the hip to the hip hip hop is very different, right? To the mumble and the trap and the stuff that we experience today. However, how be ever like rap and hip hop has not only influenced culture but kind of dominated the billboards in in a way. This year, though, however, ain't none of them made number one. Really? Yeah. Do you think that the the uh, the power and the punch of hip hop is being diluted in any way, um, or like why you know any explanation from you? Like why do you think that we're in this kind of new uncharted territory with rap music? Like it's still popular, but it's not charting like it used to. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't even I don't even know that. Um, I feel as though as much as I love it, I feel like TikTok got something to do with that too. Because mm. um, that's how artists are breaking these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like rap and hip hop, they express the culture Mm -hmm. and because Mm -hmm. over these last 50 years, it's been idolized by those who aren't black. Mm. It's been, um, it's been a, a hot commodity for those not in the black culture. Um, it's been trendy things then, and don't even get me started on AAVE and, you know, mm-hmm. slang and all the things. Now it's becoming a worldwide, not becoming, it's a worldwide thing, you know. It's giving or it's like just all the all the words, all the wording that people, that we say or, you know, the even the LGBTQ community has made up, you know, and everybody outside of that pulls from that. So in a way, I feel as though it's being diluted by other cultures. But... And and it's being diluted because we aren't we aren't in the rooms, you know, or on the boards of these 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 things uh, to make our even presence shown like intentionally, mm-hmm. not just taking our stuff and you know putting another name on it. So yeah. in a way, that isn't what I just said. Is I don't think has to do exactly with hip-hop but in a way it does like yeah because that's where a lot of people get their information that's where that's why a lot of white these white kids yelling nigga at these festivals or you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like it's it's a, it's a deep it's very deep 
And yeah. I find myself, um, I find myself kind of very perplexed and very low some days because I'm like, not only am I in pursuit of, you know, just growing in myself uh, as a man and in, in my career musically and the things that I want to do, but mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. I have some type of obligation to to us, to our people, you know, not only to give back, but it's just like, so we can walk in our power more, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we can collaborate more, so we can build, build our things more, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would, would agree with that. Uh, the, um, we, I'm a, I'm a gatekeeper in terms of, I believe we should gatekeep some things, hip hop being one of those things that where we can, it was ours. There should be a certain, you know, uh, limitation to what can and cannot go in the radio, what we should and should not listen to, all the stuff like that. And also, like you said, TikTok, people are making music for TikTok instead of making it for the masses or the radio. Like the radio is where the music was at, at some point. But um, uh, before we wrap up, Josh, anything you want to add to that? No, not at all. That was that was 100% on. And I do think, especially when we talk about like TikTok, and I, and I think what you mentioned about even R&B, I said, no, I didn't want to add anything. And here I am doing addition. Um, <laughs> but what you said about like, even with R&B, like people are more concerned about the vibes. I think even with rap, people are more concerned about like the ability to make it a dance hit, right? The ability yeah. to, yes. um, you know what I'm saying? The, like it, it is what can be viral, what is hot right now versus what's actually good, right? And I yeah, know this absolutely. album is not rap, but like Janelle Monae's Age of Pleasure, chefs, and I'm not even a huge Janelle Monae fan, but I was mm. in... Um, you brought up something great, like hearing it in the performance. So I was in LA when she hosted her listening party. Oh, when okay. I got back, yeah. So I was there, amazing event. Shout out Janelle, shout out Amazon, everybody else who helped put that on. But when I got back to the airport and I listened to it, like all the vibes from that night came back. I was able to like, like really reminisce in her performance of it. First of all, it was my first official listening party too. Like, look, they played that album three times, so I know it mm, at this point. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but like, just like pieces like that aren't getting the love that I feel like they deserve, right? Not and at then all. even like Kendrick Lamar's last album, which was a lot more artsy, a lot more thought provoking, right? What didn't get the love, and even like Drake, and we're gonna keep it a buck, like he's still Drake, but he's not piercing through. Right in many ways, yeah. like some of the like some of the other stuff. I mean, we 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 got a question a little bit later for you that's gonna speak to that, but um, like some of the other stuff that's piercing through. Like I'm from Memphis, so Big Glow is my girl. Even Big though Glow. even on. though Big Glow sounds like her veneers are a little too big, I still mess with her and I love her success. Um, but like, but but it is it is it it is those things right that's kind of piercing through over yeah. right some of the stuff. Um, that that we would, I guess, this group of us right here would traditionally probably be a little more in tune with. So, Brian, that was my addition. And if are, are we done with official questions? We can get to the the last culture code. Or yes, I think okay, done I'm ready because I'm ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I so be this uh-uh. no, no. Okay. So this culture code too. All right. So first question is one album for the rest of your life. What would that be? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Why he's thinking Brian is your answer know. still the same? I don't remember. Yeah, my what's answer. Your my, answer? My, my, so my Brian answer was daily, and the one I remember, bro, is yeah. Mama's Gun. Ooh, that's a good album. That that could be. I can forever. Uh, I can listen to Get Kid, Mad City, mm-hmm. on repeat. Like that is mm-hmm. yes, um, and that what can actually be. Um, 
That's, that could be the soundtrack to my life. Like, good kid, mad city. The yeah. idea of you're being a good kid, church kid, but you live in a mad mm-hmm. city and there's all these vices and things around mm-hmm. and you want to do both, but you know, you're fighting Listen. that that battle. Um, I love that. What about you, Josh? Um, D'Angelo's Brown Sugar. You oh, absolutely yeah. know that that is yeah. my j- top to bottom. Okay. Yeah, and speaking of Motown, Steve, Cruising is no longer Smoky Song. D'Angelo's version is <laughs> far superior. Um, the other album on any given day is um, Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book. I am a huge, huge Chancellor mm. Bennett fan. Like, if you want to see me fanboy out, you put that man anywhere near me, and I am going to absolutely <laughs> lose all control. Um, but yeah, those would be the two. But if, if I had to just narrow it down to one, is D'Angelo's Brown Sugar, without hesitation. Good one. Doubt. Can't go wrong there. So I would say mine, I'm going to give two, too. I'm going to give okay. um, To Pimp a Butterfly. Ooh, now, good that one. was... That's a good one. That's for good me, one. That, that changed my 2015. I was like, this nigga rapping over jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. So that. Um, and also Channel Orange. Uh, okay. Good one. Yeah, that's a song like that's yeah. a think about that's you. A, that's a body of work. But even yes. uh, what was his what was his uh, mixtape? Nostalgia before that. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember so. that? Um, he had some bops on that. That wasn't an album, but that is a project that I can listen to all the way through too. Yeah, he's a good artist. He needs to come back with something something new. I feel like mm-hmm. what what is I haven't even heard anything new from Frank Ocean, but he I think he kind of created the vibes. Like that, that transition to just like great music and artistry and mm-hmm. singing, but like chill music. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think he was one of the last um, artists to really kind of have that. You don't see him on social media. You know what I'm saying? You don't see mm-hmm. him. He at the crib or wherever he at. And I think that's that's what's so appealing to me too, because yeah. you know, as artists and as um, creatives these days, it's like if you ain't posting, it ain't happening. If you ain't posting, nobody cares. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's mm-hmm. like that's just very corny to me. And it's just like outside of all this, like life needs to happen too. Like we need to still live our lives. But right, I, yep. I agree. I agree. All right. Next question. Um, opening song to your biopic. Hmm. Why are you thinking? I'm gonna say mine. Mine is California yes. Love. <laughs> California love Josh it is a hood anthem it is that's what's up by <laughs> yo gotcha <laughs> mm-hmm. it's been a long time coming <laughs> a lot of dope running hustling trying to dodge these cases <laughs> streets been yelling and you niggas been begging so I had to take it back to the basics it's the intro to my life intro to my world Ridge Crest apartments moving that white girl posted up on that corner selling that marijuana Glock strapped up my hip hollering about you and wanna <laughs> That's it. And I ain't did I ain't sold a nary drug ever in my life. <laughs> but that has to play when those credits start rolling in the beginning. <laughs> hmm. As y'all can see, I'm terrible at this. So it's okay. No, no, no. no. It's fine. These these <laughs> me and me and Brian have had time. We had time yeah. with these questions. So <laughs> yeah. don't think we didn't struggle when, okay. we, when we first thought about it. <laughs> I guess my biopic at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Maybe Hollywood by Shaka Khan. Come on, Shaka. Okay. okay. We love a Shaka. And J. Cole. Now. And J. Cole Sampleton. Yep. Okay. Uh, next question. Uh, favorite Beyonce album? 
the ones that I'm on. Um, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, low key, my favorite. I really loved Renaissance, but I'm gonna give one before Renaissance. Okay. Um, maybe Dangerously. Dangerously in love. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like she just has a lot of. Uh, she got a lot of hits on that one. What's your answer? Uh, four. <laughs> okay. No. I'm not changing four. my answer, but it's four. She was in her bag. Four is a body. Four is mine. Oh, four is mine. Yes. All right, I changed my answer. And I, <laughs> I care is my all-time favorite Beyonce song. And yes. like she shows her range, the diversity of like uh, the music. I mean, she is vocally on point. It is just for the folks who say that Beyonce is not a vocalist, they have problems because if if for no other album, she proved that so much on four. Um, and it's just, I don't know, those songs on there are timeless. The features are great. It is top to bottom. There is no skips. Um, except I'd Rather Die Young. It's a little bit problematic. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's like a great song. It's a great song. I, I get yeah. it, but. It's a great song. I don't but know if I'd Rather so, Die Young. You know, I think I think every artist got a song. You'd be like, wait a minute. I'm not saying that. But, <laughs> but yeah, four is just four. Four. Mm-hmm. That's how I chose my Renaissance shirt when we didn't know what they looked like. I was like, I'm gonna choose number four because I just feel like mm. she's gonna give us the best, the best shirt if I pick that number. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I went to it's, it's cool because when you go to like concerts and you've actually been in concerts before, but when you go to concerts and you go off of the album that's like your album, mm-hmm. it's like so. It I went different. to the it mm-hmm. hit different, so I went it to the hit. concert off of four. So, um, I bought my wife two tickets to Beyonce and she'll take her friend with her. And her friend backed out. We so we went to Nashville, went to the concert, and that's when I I'm not in the hive. But listen, I be eating honey all the time because nigga, like that was an album. She was zip gliding and stuff like that, and yeah. and, and then she's the, gonna and the put twins. on the show. Oh, she gonna put she's on gonna the put show. on the show, and that's what I really love about you know working with her. It's like when you step on that stage, you're gonna know what's going on. You're going to mm-hmm. know what's happening. You're going to be well prepared. I Care was one of my favorite songs to sing with her. You know, like. Mm-hmm. No, you don't care too much. <laughs> but I still care. Nah, nah, so nah, nah, nah. Can you give us a, can you give us a little A selection? No, I'm joking. <laughs> a little piece of I Care. Ooh, so good. Oh, God, so okay. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'm going to do, do you want a funny question or a introspective question? Got two questions left. Which one do you want to end with? A funny or retrospective? Introspective. Funny. Okay. You want to end with funny or you want to? Okay. I'm going to end with funny. End with funny. Okay. So uh, the more introspective one is how do you want to be remembered? Mm. I personally want to be remembered as a man that um, was unashamed, uh, unapologetically himself and loved Mm -hmm. everybody. Like, uh, and wasn't on one and was never scared to say what he felt. Speak mm-hmm. up for itself, like yeah, and also yeah. great at what he does. Great musically, um, yeah. Has been in uh, has uh, great original music that has uh, stood the test of time. Um, movies that I've been in, mm. uh, soundtracks that I've produced on. Talk about um, it. All the Put things. your resume the people on that the I've table. helped. Talk about it. Know, Put your resume the out. People that I, you know. It's okay. And I'm Please and do. I'm even th- I'm still thinking future like mm-hmm. the things mm-hmm. that are to come. You know, yeah. Tell you, you can t- it on a, some podcasts they like frown on people 
you know, telling the people about themselves. We love it here. We we <laughs> enjoy. I feel so for a black man. Listen, you did the things. You did yeah. it. Talk about yeah. it. And, and even though you didn't become a dentist, you even got good teeth. You've done look the at things. It. Look, look at I it. I mean, look at it. <laughs> Skin is just immaculate. You know what I'm saying? Hair is I black. Mean, hair is hair and black. You know, listen, come on. We going to gas you up over here. Come on. We will. We come will. On. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Last question. Finish yeah. this line. Okay. <laughs> See, I don't even yeah. like how he's laughing right now. Yeah. yeah. Finish, finish this line. I brought it back down. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm out of town. Thugging with my rounds. <laughs> <laughs> my coochie pink. My booty all round. The fact that that is like gone the way that it has, it's like. It's wild. That's crazy How? as hell. That's crazy wild. as hell. And the fact that she did that in front of the ambassador, Bobby Jones, <laughs> this past Sunday. <laughs> But have y'all seen her explain like the lyrics or like seen any of her interviews talking about like how no, she came up? I would I need to see that. Please find it. Cause she's like, everybody coochie ain't pink. Everybody beautiful ain't brown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, y'all have y'all have to go watch it. I don't even know, I don't even know her name, but go please go watch it. Oh, oh wow. I can that, only imagine. That. Wow. Okay. That. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So okay. that wraps up this segment of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. So we do this next segment called Pocket of Joy. We talk about what we're doing intentionally for self-care. You got a couple of minutes to hang with us and talk about it. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's get it. All right. Appreciate it. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, you could never ever bring me down. Couldn't do it then. Couldn't. All right, Post Beasts, thanks for sticking around. For those that aren't familiar with this segment, it's called Pockets of Joy. Where we talk about what we're intentionally doing to bring yes. us joy. So, Steve, what are you doing or what have you been doing to intentionally bring you joy? Mm. I have a morning routine now. I've okay. never had one prior. And not to say like this is top tier morning routine. Like, Okay. Some days is better than others, but you know, I wake up, I have a moment. I try to get up. My alarm goes off at seven thirty because I like to try to get to the gym before the big rush. So I make sure mm -hmm. I pray. I have to pray. I got to pray for the day. Um, sometimes I wake up and my mind is just like, boom, like thinking about hella, 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 hella stuff, and I'm like, yeah, okay, let me bring it in. And what I've been doing also now in my prayers, just praying for. You know, not only myself, my family, all the things, friends and all that, but like affirming myself also mm. and affirming, mm. you know, mm. the places where I've been doing the work or that I see could use a little more attention. I'm intentionally affirming those spaces. Um, and a lot of times that happens um, in, in the morning and I take a walk around my neighborhood. So that actually gets me up, gets me moving. I go to the gym, get a little sweat. Um and then I'm ready for the day. Um, so things in addition to that include like skating. You know, I, I feel like I'm an intermediate skater, but I've been in skate skate classes, skate lessons and everything. Like that's just literally just fun for me. Uh, yeah. yeah, those are a few things. Okay. Josh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so my mama come in town tomorrow. Oh, um, come on, mom. So, so Pockets of Joy is going to be 
leaning into that, that care, <laughs> right? She is going to cook, right? Uh, and I'm going to allow her to grandparent her children for a little bit. Um, you know, I'm just going to lean into that presence <laughs> um, while she's here. She's, standing under, she's under my roof now, right? So I'm going <laughs> to, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to let her be a guest. But I'm going to also enjoy all the, the maternal things that being around parents bring. And my dad is going to be here too. I love him too. Shout out to my pops. Um, but you know, yeah, I'm going to be a son. Mm, okay. <laughs> How about you, Brian? Um, I'm taking the weekend off. I'm not doing anything this weekend. I am just relaxing. No work, mm. no chores, no nothing. Just chilling at the house. You love that. Yes. Saying no to everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You still getting your workouts in? Is that still? I am. I am. Sure? Weight loss count. I am down 12 pounds. I love the consistency, Brian. Okay. This brings me okay. joy. We've I'm, been I'm working on this for years. <laughs> I, I gain, I lose, I gain, I lose. It's not even about the gain. It's about, you know, the movement. The movement. Yeah. The gain, the lose, you know, it's about the movement. I want to see you healthy, brother. You're almost 42. I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah. All right. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for yeah, being on the show, man. Thank we y'all. like To say we enjoyed you would be an understatement. It has been absolutely yep. amazing to talk to you. But before we get off, like tell the people some things maybe you got going on, any announcements you have coming up, and how they can connect with you. Yes. Um, well, thank you guys again. This has been amazing. Enjoy talking with you guys. Um, and thank you guys for listening, too. Um, if you want to keep up with me, feel free to follow me on Instagram at need for underscore Steve. N-E-E-D-F-O-R underscore Steve. And I'm also, um, for those that are looking to um, be in the music industry, if you sing, if you play an instrument or anything, I have started my own business to um, uh, to help those who are looking to get into the industry. So tips of what you can do, like not everybody needs to move to LA. So what you could be doing in your city or what you could be doing on your own to continue to propel yourself forward. Um, and you can follow that page at Live Now Culture, L-I-V-E-N-O-W Culture. Love it. Brian, we need to hit up Steve so we can put out a mixtape. We do. I feel Let's like go. we have it in us to put out a mixtape. I think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> mixtape dreams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking around for a greater conversation. This is where we get some things off of our chest. I say it every single week. Tomorrow's not promised. Cuss them out today. Josh, is there something you want to get off your chest? No, man. Today's been a great day. Yes. And I'm going to, there's some things I could talk about and maybe should mm-hmm. talk about. But I'm going to choose. Yeah. I like living this kind of life. I'm going to say it again. I'm living a blessed life, Brian. So I'm going to choose joy. I'm living. Um. I think I'm going to choose joy too. Uh, there's probably so many things we can, like you said, talk about, but I'm going to choose joy going into this long weekend. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to just enjoy the goodness of our Savior. And listen, speaking of joy, did you hear Pharrell's version, the sample of joy, on um, whatever that new song is? Mm-mm. Oh, is it good? You should listen to it. It's good. It's churchy. It's good. It's oh, good. It's speaking good. of churchy, okay. Okay. Hear me out. All right. I know you. I know you don't kill her, Mike. I know you don't kill her, Mike. You know I don't but kill her, Mike. But I know you don't kill her. I listen to. I listen to that under two thousand future song at least, Science and Robots yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, but, but that album 
it's it's I looked solid. at the track list. And he got some solid features too. So it was I was super tempted. So I might just go ahead and press play. Yeah. Just press yeah. play and and it's the 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 theme is like Saint Center kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. he has okay. some real churchy samples, some Clark Sister samples, some choir mm. samples. Okay. Um it's it it's a solid body of work. I'm not gonna hold okay. you. Okay. Um I, I'll give I, it a I try. do rock with Killer Mike in terms of music, but I know, know you do. If anything, the but if anything, the music is good. Like the the, okay. the sound and the sample is good. I'ma trust you. If you would only trust me. Trust me. All right. This has been another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. And we thank you, thank you, thank yep. you, thank you, thank you as always for joining us and sitting with us. Uh, before we get into additional thank yous to you, the listening audience, we want to do an additional thank you to Steve Epting for coming yes, through and blessing the living room. He is our kind of people. Churchy. Yes. Loves yes. music. Down to mm-hmm. earth with the jokes. Yeah. I mean, just a solid dude. Cannot wait to bring yeah. him back and have him in the living room and hopefully connect when he's in Atlanta or we are in LA. Yeah. Um, we're going to figure yeah. out how we, how we do that. We love making new friends. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Steve, for coming through. You're always welcome to come back always. and have a good conversation with us. But we also want to thank you all for making the show what it is. We know that this show wouldn't be what it is without you. So we thank you for your support, your love, your likes, your shares, all of that good stuff that makes the Jigsaw the Jigsaw. Yep. Uh, continue to follow us on social media. Uh, the Jigsaw Podcast. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. Continue to uh, engage and continue to engage with our stories and our activity and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have anything, black care, person, self-care, or excuse me, pockets of joy, tag us in it. We would love to share what you're doing. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit us on the DM or you can email us at askthejigsaw or thejigsawpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if any topics, let us know about it as well. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, uh, leave comments, uh, rate us five stars and nothing at all. Uh, before we head out for vacation, because I think we are vacationing next week. Is that true, Josh? Yes, we are off the mic next week. So it is a, not because it's a holiday, but Brian will be out of town. Um, it just And it's just some challenges with scheduling because of that. Yeah. So we're going to take a 4th of July break. Um, yeah. And we're going to see y'all coming back next week. And... Yeah, we love y'all. So hang in we there do. until then. Yeah. Before we leave out, let the people know what they need to do. Keep shining. Keep smiling. Knowing you can always count on me. It's the last one of, of Black History mm-hmm. Music Month, Brian. For sure. Yeah. That's yes. what friends are for. When D, when they asked Dion to help mitigate that baby face, Anita Baker drama, she said, baby, that's <laughs> none of my business. Through good times. <laughs> and bad times, I'll be on your side forevermore. Ooh, that's what friends are. <laughs> Oh. All you can do is what you can while you can in various ways that you can. But in all you're doing, please, 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 please remember do not get caught with your work undone. Love y'all. See you in a couple weeks. Peace. Peace.